The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. I don't know if you remember this, dude, but not that long ago, we launched our email marketers game plan and we got a bunch of affiliate partners and stuff to promote it and brought in loads of sales. Handsome, debonair, good looking people. Exactly. And there's a guy called Paul Counts and he sort of jumped in quite towards the end of the promotion. I thought, oh, he's missed a prime opportunity here. And then boom, straight up, really high up the leaderboard. And it's happened twice now with the response suite and the game plan. Yeah, yeah, he, he came in and nailed it. And we're going to speak to Paul today about how he did that, why he does it that way. And, and it's actually strategy. the opposite of the stuff that we do. It's very different from it's what we do. It's very different. We talked about some of the stuff we're going to talk about today with Paul. We talked about our approach to this in a, in a few episodes ago, actually bloody ages ago. It's nice to meet someone who's doing something totally the opposite to us. I'm going to be really looking forward to that. And so please welcome this man right next to me, the man himself who often gets his, his name, he doesn't get his name confused. Other people confuse his name for other people with the same name who are author, who's an author and a foot doctor, but he's a hypnotist. Robert Temple! <laughs> and he is currently sat next to me drinking a glass of pear juice. It's the mind reader Kennedy. Welcome to the show! Robin Kennedy can get inside your head. Now they Have you ever actually tried pear juice? I've tried that one. Not that glass, because that's yours. But, like you gave me some so last time. I stayed at your house and you gave me some of that. It's way better you think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Pear and apple, more specifically, isn't it? I've just broken everything, haven't you? Email marketing show. The email marketing show. Hello, friends and fans, fellow email marketing heroes. Welcome. Hello, this is Rob and Kennedy Hello. from emailmarketingheroes.com. And as we alluded to before, we didn't allude, we just flat out told you. We are joined today by our pal Paul Counts. That's hard to say. Our pal Paul Counts. Our pal Paul Counts. Do it again. Do it again. Our pal Paul Counts. Now, our pal Paul Counts. Now, 20 minutes of this. (laughs) (laughs) What a load of shit. (laughs) Oh, right. Um, We get paid for this. No, we don't. Uh, So, um, so Kennedy, uh, Paul, I've got a a number of different statements to read to you here. One of these is true. The other two, I hope, are not true. And you have to guess (laughs) which one is true. Okay. <clears throat> Ready. So, mm-hmm. there are three options here. Don't look at his face in case he gives it away. Okay, I've got my eyes The closed. first statement is mm-hmm. that he got the nickname Skittles when he was playing basketball. The second option is he had a pet cat called Skittles because the cat could jump so high it was as if he could taste the rainbow. And the third possibility is he only eats red Skittles because uh, it's the only ones he likes and he gives the rest to strangers that he meets out and about on his daily business. Okay, I don't think it's the second one. Taste the rainbow. It's very much the kind of thing you would say when putting one of these things together. And what was the last one? It was. He only t- likes red skittles, so red he gives sk- them and he rest. gives them to strangers. I mean, would people really take? A bit like I give people little chocolate bars just to say. You hello, do, nice but to they're me. in a wrapper. I would not be taking red sweets off a stranger who I met. No, he the eats str- the red ones, and then he, he try to catch me out there. He eats the red ones. He gives the rest away. He wouldn't do that because I think it's the first one. I think he's got the nickname Skittles when he was playing basketball because Rob wouldn't be able to make that up because he knows nout about sport. So uh, (laughs) which one is true, Paul? Basketball. Yes. However, however, there is a reason for it. Yes. There is a reason for it. 
My jump shot had so much arc on it, they swear when I shot it that they could taste the rainbow. See, so I sort of like just Ooh. took a little bit of inspiration for one of the lies there, you That's see. interesting. There you go, there you go. Welcome to the show, Paul. It's great to have you. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. So we are talking about, we're talking about engagement, we're talking about email lists, and we're talking about when to email people. So a few, quite a bloody load of episodes ago now, we talked about how we figure out the best time to email your list. And you did some of that testing yourself. And the answer you were telling us before we hit record on the episode was quite interesting. So there's two times of the day you found to be particularly good. What are they? Yeah, so there's two really good times. So the first time slot that I find that works extremely well is it's about 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So Eastern Time. So 7.30 a.m. Eastern to 9.30 a.m. So that's like before work, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, if you if you think of it logically, like especially if your market's in the United States, let's say, or the UK market, at, nine, at 7.30 a.m., they're just getting ready for work, going to work. They're going to check their email. They're stuck in traffic. They're Hopefully, they're not looking at their phone, but they do well, that. They are. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're checking on things. So, you know, it's, and then back, back in the Pacific coast time, right? It's 430. So it's a really good time slot. They're just waking up. They're just rolling out of bed, getting early ready birds for on the Pacific, aren't they? They all get up and go wrong, wrong along go that beach. surfing. Yeah. They yeah, do all those things. They, do all they that, eat that all those smoothies. Stuff. I'm from that area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then if you look at it, people in the UK, right at 7.30 AM, I believe it's four hours difference. If I recall, four it's or five, five. Um, four and five. Four and five. It's about midday. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so about midday, right? So it's a great time slot there. And then you've got your your Asian countries, right? So um, like Vietnam and, and other countries, you know, where Thailand, those countries where if you got a following there, they're about uh, 14, 15 hours ahead. So at about that time slot, they're about closing out their day. So it's I find it to be a premium spot to mail. That's really interesting. So that like yeah. catches that's that early slot from from an Eastern you know early. Eastern time perspective. Yeah. So then there's a second one that you were talking about as well. Yeah. So the second one, this is my best spot. Number one, best spot to mail. In fact, I shared this um, during a training once and he's like, I'm going to come through this thing and slap you because you just shared that with everybody. So I'm going to share it with you. So the best time slot um, for me is 11. um, It's about 1130 PM Eastern, 1130 PM Eastern time to 1230 AM uh, Eastern time. So that one hour window phenomenal time for you to send out like i, I mean i'm long response. in bed i've been in bed by 9 30 p.m so for me that's no good what's but, interesting from the from the uk yeah, perspective is that it's the first thing in the, morning. the first thing in the morning thing that well, you're yeah, talking the, about earlier. the opposite thing yeah yep so then you're catching uk people beginning of the day right you're catching people from um vietnam and in thailand and the other countries such as that australia even um australia i believe it's 18 hours so they're kind of in the evening time for them it's a little different time slot mm-hmm. when i did the math on it, i was like why is this time like i always get a rush of sales between eight and you know 8 p.m my time i'm on pacific time right so around 8 8 30 but that nine o'clock spot. If I send an email about eight fifty, let's say Pacific time, that's eleven fifty p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Yeah. I get a mad rush of sales, that's and it's and it's it, and when I started running the math, I was like, that makes sense, right? Because you got twelve. You know, it's it's so you know across the board, it's the perfect time that I find a mail. That's why I can sneak in last minute on a contest and and crank away at a leaderboard, right? <laughs> so you it's, get that last hour in the door. It's really interesting in terms of, I know that, for example, Kennedy, you're very rigid in terms of the, the time of day you send your emails. You get up every day, you do it at the same time every day. So obviously you've just given us those two time slots. 
there's a bit of flexibility there. Like you've, you've experimented a little bit between yes. say 7.30 and 9.30. So there's two hours there. And then there's another hour from half 11 Eastern till half midnight Eastern. Are you like fairly- I, mean, I call that one hour personally, but- okay. What did I say? Two. Actually, oh, I meant one hour. Uh, do yeah. you like do you like flex within that time a little bit or are you like fairly rigid that, no, no, I'm going to send this out at that time every day? I'm flexible in that time range. I'm, I'm flexible now when it comes to the later range, the evening slot, I try to go about 11, about 11.50 Eastern kind of, in, it's kind of the middle of what I just told them that range. Love that. Um, I tend to get the closer to midnight Eastern, the better I get at the nighttime slot. The other slot, I just kind of roll with it. You know, if I'm awake, I'll send it or I try to cue it around those times. Okay, I'm going to ask the stupid interviewer question at this point, but because I know yeah. the answer, but I want to give you the opportunity to share the answer. So I'm going to let you know, I already know the answer to this, but how do you decide which, whether to do the morning slot email or to do the evening slot email? How do you decide between those two? Yeah, I mean, it, it depends, A, on what I'm promoting, right? So it's going to depend on when that offer's ending, what the offer is. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the things too is, if we're promoting something in our, in a space where there's a launch time, let's say you're promoting a product launch or an offer that's going live. Yeah. A lot of offers go live at 9am, right? 9am right. Eastern. So you, you don't have much of a choice. You got to mail around that time. But you know, the other, the other factor for me is it depends on, I mean, there's really no science to it other than if that's, that's a product launch. Other than that, I just roll with those numbers because those times work the best for me. So I don't put a lot of scientific thought to, well, I'm going to write a different email in the morning because you have to know, I mean, you do have to know your audience, right? Like generally if you're targeting just people in the United States and that's it, then, you know, yeah, you're going to probably speak more to good evening, good day. But in my case, and it's similar to your case, we have people all over the world, right? right. That follow us. We have a global following. Yeah. So I can't say good morning. You know, I could say good morning from Seattle, but sure. I can't say good morning. You know, I hope you're enjoying your morning. It's going to be nighttime for people sure. in, in Australia, you know, so... So yeah. let's just pick up on what you said, because I think what might not be clear to anybody who, who doesn't know you as well as we do is you're not choosing whether to email them in the morning or in the evening. You're doing both. Yes, I'm you're doing emailing both. emailing them so morning and evening. Right. Morning and evenings. Yeah, I think some people probably slipped on that, right? They're probably choking right now going, I can't believe he emails twice a so day. So you're spammer, emailing right? twice a day, you dirty <laughs> yeah. spammer. All right, dirty spammer, right? Like, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing that I've discovered is that People generally are not even going to see the email. If I send them email in the morning, they're not going to see that email in the evening. So they're going to forget that I, they're not even going to know that I emailed. In fact, if you're really concerned about it, AWeber, GetResponse, uh, MailChimp, they all do this, right? You can set it to only mail those people that did not open your morning emails. Is so that what you do like, was in your best practice? Do you actually just email them all? I email them all no matter what. And there's a reason behind that. For one, most of them aren't going to see it. Also, what you can do too is I might send an email that ends up in the promos tab. Maybe it was the subject line I used, maybe something else. But then later in the day, it ends up out of the promos tab. There's, there's variables there, right? Google, right. Google, the way Gmail inboxes things. There's, there's a good chance that somebody in the morning has not seen my email. In fact, it doesn't matter how great of an emailer you are, there's still going to be a large percentage of people that won't see that email. So you need to be relevant. You need to be consistent, especially in the niche that we're in. And in most businesses, the worst thing you can do is say, I'm going to mail my list once a month. Like 
the worst thing you can do right. in any market. Yeah. So this, yeah. this really sort of fits in with one of the things we've talked about with social media. Some of our friends who like teach social media strategy and stuff, they talk about the fact that you actually can't really talk about your stuff too much because actually it gets buried by so much of the noise so fast. Like, I mean, we just recently heard that people posting on Twitter need to post like 10 times a day or something stupid yeah. because like it's buried within minutes. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I first heard about Instagram, post every day and now it's like, three, four, five times a day is what's recommended. And that's because there's so much noise and attention deficit is a legitimate problem. Oh, sorry, I just stabbed yes, you with, stabbed you with a pen there, dude. Um, now, I think the reason why people are so, I think the reason why people are so nervous about the idea of mailing their list twice is that that's direct. Whereas social is like sporadically just spraying stuff onto the internet. I think people have this perception that when you email your list, it's the same as phoning them or turning up at their door. And it really isn't. Like people are using their, their, their email client, their Gmail or whatever the heck it is, like any other social app, like they are checking it at particular times. So what I want to know is a lot of people are already freaking out about, okay, I only email once a month, once a week, whatever. Now you're saying don't email once a day, email twice a day. Jesus, how am I supposed to come up with the content of what the hell to say twice a day, Paul? Yeah, I'll keep it. I'll keep it simple for them. There's there's a couple ways to do it. The one one of the ways um, that has worked extremely well. In fact, I've done this a few times on product launches. I believe I actually did it on yours too. Where I I will write one email. I just change the subject line five different days in a row, and what? people are like, I, "Yeah, I've actually won contest where I did where I wrote one email," and that sounds crazy, but it comes down to. If you write one really good email that polls, why change it? Just change the subject line to get them to re-engage with it. People need to be touched multiple times. They need to see it. Now I'm not saying that's a best practice. Like do that all the time. But typically if I'm sending morning and night, right, which I try to do two times a day, then I would send the, the email you sent in the morning, send the exact same email, different subject line. And do you ever do like an addendum at the beginning? Like, do you have, is it literally exactly the same, copy and paste exactly? Or do you put like a little bit at the beginning which said, in case you missed my email earlier, or did you hear about this? Or just want to get a, you know, do you, do you yeah. pre-frame it or no? Sometimes, not all the time. So like if I'm doing it over like a course of three or four days, I'll be like, oh, as you may have already seen, I'm just going to resend this. And I've done the forward. The forward works really well. Um, you know, in the subject line, wow. FW colon forward. And then it's, and then you actually act like you're sending them a forwarded email that works really well for me. And uh, that's a good little subject line tip too. So no, there's two interesting things to pull out of this. The first one is that if you're going to get the same email sent out like later on in the day or like the second day, that actually becomes a, a really easy like um, test. V well, it also becomes a VA outsourceable task. Like oh. you can instantly just say to some to a to a virtual assistant, uh, just go into the email system. Most of them will have a like a one click duplicate function. Yeah, so click sure. the duplicate thing, change the subject line, hit send to everybody, done. And like that means that your job is actually just to write the email once, come up with two subject lines and then give that to them, which sure. is really nice. It means you're not like doing it differently. So that's really cool. And I think that, do you know what? Even if you're not as hardcore on this as Paul and you want to, and you don't feel like you just want to send exactly this email, to, email yeah. twice, even if you just did a couple of little tweaks here and there, that's going to make it, give it a different feel. Like if you just open with a different sentence and get into it that way. Paul, would you ever email three or four times in a day? Yes, I have, especially if an offer's closing, if I've got a sale and yeah, I've, I've done that. I've done that. Like if there's a product I'm promoting as soon really well, I'll queue an email for morning. I'll even queue one for midday. And in that case, typically they're going to be slightly different emails because you know, that one you don't want to, um, 
you know, you, you don't want to hit them with the same email three times in a day, three or four times, but I'll, I'll do some variations. And then typically the last email is literally as short as can be. It's like two sentences and it's like, go here now, pick this offer up before it closes. And this works for any business, right? I mean, if you've got a business, you're selling people, um, you know, plans to make a backyard chicken coop or something, you know, like whatever the case is, you can run a sale on your product, right? But just, you know, hit them hard during that sale period because, that's your only chance that you're going to have to blitz them hard what's, and you're reminding them. What's really good in that context for that, you know, when you're going to do four emails in a day, maybe that is saying it's closing tonight, it's closing tonight, it's closing in three hours, it's closing in an hour, it's closing not in 10 minutes. Like, you know, if you're in that sequence there, you've got instant reason to, you've got instant, um, like a inspiration to change yeah. uh, to change what you're saying. Like, is that? There's no thought required there. The thought required there is how many hours are there till they're close? Is right. It's that many. Yes. Uh, so that becomes easy then. That's really really amazing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the idea of emailing twice a day literally freaks me out. There's one other thing that I th- that's just reminded me of this, and I saw it the other day. I can't remember who the marketer was. Sorry, nearly stabbed you with a pen again. Yes. Uh, I can't remember who the marketer was, but I saw this the other day where I received an email from them in the morning. And then that evening, I received the same email with um, a similar subject line, I think. But it came from their like assistant or somebody in their office. And it, it was started with, hey, I sent you this earlier. I just wanted to, let's imagine it was Paul. Um, Paul sent you this earlier. I just wanted to check in, make sure you've seen it because it looks like you haven't bought the thing yet. That's interesting. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I think I saw something similar as well. And I actually uh, will not talk about when it was because depending on when this went out, will depending depending on when this goes out, it will depend on how long ago it was. But there was a recent um, big online event where the, the purveyor of that event was emailing every hour for 24 hours. Like every hour going, this is happening. This is, Now, this was a live broadcast where he was having different guests and things like this going on. So he, was, he found a really strong excuse to email every hour saying, hey, I'm now speaking to Paul Counts. He's awesome. You should come and watch it. P.S. Go buy the thing we're selling. So he's... He's selling, he's selling on every single email, on the hour, every hour. And I think that what, there might have even been points where it was more than once an hour saying, hey, are you on the feed yet? Can, mm-hmm. If you're not on there. So can you imagine? I mean, that's, that's that next level. I think you probably couldn't sustain that for longer than 24 hours before people get royally pissed off. I think the big thing to pull out of this probably is actually, the uh, if you want to know how, how much email is too much email, it's actually just when it ceases to be effective. Like, so Paul's sending a two emails pretty much every day and it's tremendously successful for him and his business. And you know what? If you sent three every day, maybe that would be the tipping point or four every day. That might be the tipping point. So the the only amount of email that's too much email is when, when your subscribers stop paying attention. Or you can't fulfill on doing it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I love That's a big it. One. it. It's like bolding, you know, like on a sales page, right? If you have too much bold uh, lettering throughout it, right? It's overdoing it. Right. If you have too much of something, you know, it's it's too you much. Become blind. So, yeah. yeah, great point. Love it. Let's go into the next feature. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Yes, subject line of the week. So I'd love to hear with all these emails you send out, Paul, um, there must be some subject lines which you found to be particularly effective. And look, we'd love to share with everybody. One of those. Yeah, one of those. I mean, I I wouldn't pull this one from this week, but, you know, I've I've had some in the past, you know, where it's very, it's just more funny and catchy and grabs our attention, but um, don't cook bacon naked, dot, dot, dot. Was one of my best ones. Tell us about and, what the hell the context for that was. So I get an email that says, "Don't cook bacon naked." Love that. 
stealing it, by the way. And yeah. um, what, what, what the hell were you talking about in the email? How do you link that through? So that one I was talking about, you know, how somebody, a, a person once told me a wise tip about not cooking bacon naked because it can splatter on you and it can, you know, those, it was just totally bizarre. Right. <laughs> and I tied it into, you know, sometimes you just got to take the advice of others and, you know, roll with it. And here's some great advice that I've picked up from this great course. And I yeah, tied it in that way. So very cool. That's Sim- right. Simple. It's yeah. simple. It works. Cool. It's simple. It's, I think the reason that one works so well is because it was entertaining. You know, it was entertaining. It was it's bizarre it as well. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's a little bit naughty as well. Like it's got the word yeah. naked in. So it's a bit like, oh, it's quite a visual. I love that. It's a cracking subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Cracking. Love it. So if people want to to find out more about you, which I'm just, I know they're going to want to know more about this lunatic who's emailing us every three and a half minutes. Who, Paul, where do we go and find out more about you? Yeah. So you can go to marketingcounts.com. That's marketingcounts.com and then get a little more information about us and, and what we're doing at our business. Absolutely love it. Look, and links to all of that stuff and all of your socials and stuff are over in our show notes. Where are we putting them today, Rob? Which you'll find at theemailmarketingshow.com forward slash bacon. I knew you were going to say bacon. I knew you were going to say bacon. I should be a bloody mind reader. B-A-C-O-N, not baking, bacon. Bacon, as bacon. in Kevin. Like Kevin Bacon. Okay, yeah. love that. Okay, um, so slash bacon is where all the links to that stuff are. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've got the giggles I just thinking about Kevin Bacon. Anyway, there you go. So make sure you, if you haven't already, you don't want to miss out on another episode of the Email Marketing Show. Smash the subscribe button and make sure you tune into next week's show. Any other final notes for you, Robert? No, thanks, Paul. This has been awesome. This has been amazing. Cheers, mate. All right. Thanks, guys. Cheers. The Email Marketing Show. I think what else I could do two times in a day? Email Marketing Cooking bacon naked. <laughs> <laughs>